Alrighty, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Sunday morning. Day two of Super Card Wild Card Weekend. Day one uh, featured the Texans hosting the Browns. Big win by the Houston Texans in convincing fashion. And uh, last night in the freezing cold in Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs playing football that we kind of recognize that's uh, kind of not been there for the last few weeks uh, and, and with a con- convincing win over the Miami Dolphins. Wiz, good morning. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Uh, looking forward to the game today. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, really good. Um, you know, we don't talk a lot about kind of our records, our accolades. You know, some of the guys that uh, in our leagues try to jazz us about our about our picks and our performances. Uh, it's not very easy to put yourself out there each and every week and make decisions. But I think I think you and I, you know, look at these games very differently uh, in terms of game flow and, and, and kind of how we try to predict, you know, certainly from a fantasy perspective, how that kind of figures into – into the into the game and um you know yesterday was uh certainly uh a terrific way to start uh the wagering for the playoffs uh kudos to uh both of us on a nice start oh yeah i mean yeah you you nailed uh just about everything correctly in that uh browns uh texans game and uh in the kansas city we both felt that over five and a half receptions on Travis Kelsey was a, a wrong line and a real gift. I, I played that one as soon as it came out, and I, I got 110 to 100. I would, got odds wow. that Travis Kelsey would not go over five. I mean, just that was that was that one was uh, that one was pretty easy. I think he did he have six at halftime. He had either five or six. I at think halftime, he had, but that yep. was a, yeah, he was right there. But you know, and, and he actually and he dropped three. <laughs> yeah, he dropped a couple. And uh, I found it interesting, Wiz, the point that you yeah. actually made. Uh, they said it before the broadcast. I don't know if you had heard it, but the fact that he didn't play last week and how and they were showing him kind of running around pregame and, and, and the fact that he was you know a refreshed player. You know, he's a 33-year-old guy, right? A bang- yeah, he looks sluggish and tired. I said that, and I, I thought that was a really underrated thing. He didn't go for the thousand yards receiving. He sat out the game, and I thought that was going to do him wonders, and uh, it really did. And another thing that I had brought up, I'm just going to continue playing this every single playoff game. I'm just betting Patrick Mahomes over rushing yards. Oh yeah, every single playoff game. I mean, he doesn't mess around. He doesn't care, and uh, I just don't think they make these high enough, honestly, for him. Um, but uh, I hopped on your back, by the way, on that one. Thank you. Yeah, we, uh, it was just a great day of, of, of the games, but uh, there's two games today, and we hope to continue the momentum of that. So let, let's get right to it. I, I do want to say one thing, though, is before we get uh, that, that Brown-Cleveland game, and, 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 and there's nothing to be taken away from Cleveland, who lost so many guys over the course of the year on their fifth quarterback, what Flacco has done, no Nick Chubb. Uh, you know, tremendous season, right? Kevin Stefanski, great job coaching. But I, I do have to say, Wiz, like when you look at the Texans going from three wins to ten wins this year with the friendly contracts of all their young talent from Stroud to Anderson, guys like even Damian Pierce, Tank Dell, who's injured right now, think about that. Nico Collins is in his third year. They, um, guys like Chris Harris on defense, Stingley on defense, I'm, I'm just thinking, was this we we may be looking at a situation where I think C.J. Stroud's the 
first rookie quarterback in 15 years or so to win a playoff game. But I, there is such a foundation here for the future and, and, a, and a young coaching star in, in Demeco Ryans. Yeah, I mean, you like to hit a home run in the first round of your draft. I think the Texans hit two. We're making that trade to get the number three pick as well. And uh, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, I just think, is going to be a star in this league. He's just playing through an injury right now. Um, Bailey, you know, it looks like he's about 50% hobbling around, but he is going to be a, a real superstar uh, in this league. So, you know, like you mentioned, uh, they're doing this without Tank Dell as well, who got – Heard um, and their 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 young players look dynamic on both sides of the ball. So uh, things are looking great for the Eastern Texans going forward. All right, and as you mentioned, uh, two two excellent football games today. There was supposed to be three. That that as as we sit here right now, uh, they do think they're going to be able to play that Steeler uh, Bill game tomorrow at four thirty. It ends up working out with the Martin Luther King holiday. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way, are still in Pittsburgh, so they need to figure out a way to get over there. But uh, some of those pictures from last night uh, definitely look like North Pole uh, experience without a doubt. But but here we go. Uh, we got friendly confines, uh, two dome games today. Uh, the first one is the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Green Bay Packers. The second one is the Rams and Matthew Stafford visiting the Detroit Lions in their first home playoff game in an eternity. So, Wiz, why don't you start us off with that first game with the Cowboys and the Packers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no view. I think the line is right. You know, I thought seven and a half, eight was a little high. It's now it's at seven points. I think that's the right number. I have no view on this game. I mean, I, I'm not quite sure about the inexperience of these young key Packer players all over on offense, the receivers, um, quarterback. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out. I'm going to take a pass as far as the game and the total. I think it's right around 50 and a half or 51 at this point. Uh, for me, it's all about prop plays in this game. As far as the game, I think the, the line is right. Uh, I'm going to take a pass on the game and total. What say you? Uh, yeah, strong view for me, Wiz. So kind of I'm going to go off of what you started talking about. So I, I love the young Packer talent. Um, they've got so many receivers in their first and second years, you know, tight ends and receivers, a veteran running back in Aaron Jones. And you can't say enough about the performance of Jordan Love over the second half of the year, arguably the hottest quarterback in the NFL, 18 touchdowns over the last seven weeks. Uh one pick, I believe. I just, just he's playing tremendous football. He got this team on his back, and a, a a really, really, really impressive season for him. That being said, going to Dallas has been no easy accomplishment for any team this season. Uh, they are averaging over thirty points a game. Their defense has been tough. Uh, one of the holes in the defense, for certain, is the rushing defense. That's where they're vulnerable. They've made a few shifts on that. Um, so Aaron Jones is going to have to have a big game, going to have to touch the ball 20, 25 times in order for the Dallas, sorry, the Packers to have any chance in this football game. But I just think all those things I mentioned, a bit of a veteran team here in the Cowboys coached by a, a veteran coach in Mike McCarthy, who at times does make a lot of stupid decisions, but I'm going to lean on that experience uh, over what, what I see as, uh, neophytes in in the uh, on the Packers side, so I, I like the Cowboys laying seven points uh, to win this game, and, and I and I think in convincing fashion today was. 
All right. Any any view on the total before we get to player props? No view on the total, uh, which is fifty and a half. But uh, but no, no view on that. Okay, take us out. You do the player props first, since I you know uh, said that I had no view on the game. Why don't you take us out to player props in this game? This is where I have a, a view on several as well. So, yep. uh, what player props do you love? So it does look like Christian Watson's going to play, but I, I don't trust that player. Jaden Reed is the best offensive talent um, on the receiving side for for um, the Packers. So as a result, I'm, I'm looking at over 50 and a half for Jaden Reed, rushing and receiving yards. He gets a lot of jet sweeps, Wiz. And I think especially with Dylan out, you could see him actually carry the ball three or four times. So I'm going over 50 and a half for Jaden Reed. I think Jordan Love may be on the run in this game. So 10 and a half yards rushing. I'm taking the over as well there. Uh, and I do think, Wiz, that Aaron Jones is going to be a very productive part of this game. The line has moved a lot. So I bet when it was at I, I believe it was rushing yards was 69 and a half when I bet it. It's up to 73 and a half or 74 and a half. I also took Aaron Jones receiving at 19 and a half. Um, and I took CD Lamb over 90 and a half, 98 and a half uh, receiving yards. Was I just feel that this is a team that just lacks the strength in the back. Uh, and I think that's going to be an issue. My last one was I just think a guy that. If this is a lopsided game and I'm right about it, Rico Dowdle is going to be cleaning up late in the game. I'm going over, I think it's 18 and a half right now, but I'm going over 17 and a half Rico Dowdle rushing yards. And those are my prop picks for the game. Yeah, I have a little different view on Aaron Jones. I mean, I, I have seen that line explode. I mean, that's a big move. I saw it as well. Go from 69 and a half to 74 and a half. To me, it's at the range now where I think I really am considering playing the under in that one. Um, look, if this is a game script and the Cowboys blitz them, which is a possibility at the start of the game, they're not going to be handing the ball off, you know, where he's going to be getting 16, 18 carries, and I just don't think he's going to be able to do that much on limited carries. So I, I kind of have a, a different view on Aaron Jones in terms of rushing and receiving. I don't love it. I realize that, you know, that's probably going to be a, a big part of their game plan. Um, but do you agree with me? Help. Do you agree with me if Aaron Jones is is touching the ball 20 to 25 times in this game, we're talking about a much closer football game. No, uh, yes, yes. That's why, like, uh, I think, you know, if you like Aaron Jones to get that many touches, you have to think that the Packers are going to be in this game. Um, but, you know, I, I, I understand it. Um, he's gotten healthier. He's, uh, you know, he's the, he's the one guy on that Packer offense that's playing that has experience in these type of games. So I, I hear you. I just think that number has is, is gotten too big. And um, so I'm not quite sure about the, the rushing yards as far as Aaron Jones goes. One play that I do like, and it goes along with something that you talked about, I'm going to play Jordan Love for an anytime touchdown at 5-1 to one odds here. I've noticed more and more that kind of Aaron Jones has had difficulties getting those touchdown runs, and a lot of times they do read options where Jordan Love takes it and, and, and he takes the handoff to Aaron Jones and he, you know, he runs the touchdown in, or they just do a quarterback sneak with him because he's such a big kid. So I want to go, I want to go Jordan Love anytime touchdown, getting five to one odds. And then the other one is what you touched on. The Packers have been the worst team in football at covering receivers in the middle of the field. And that's where C.D. Lamb lives. He is so creative with those two-way go routes and those slant patterns. And 
I just think they're hesitant to make the these lines on receptions at eight and a half, so they keep it seven and a half, and they and they charge a little bit more vig. Um, but I just don't see how Cleveland is not going to catch eight or more passes in his game. So I got a double dip. I know this is the obvious play, and I usually kind of shy away from this, but I got to go C.D. Lamb over seven and a half catches and over 98 and a half yards receiving. You're talking about a combination of a defense that is the worst in the league about covering receivers in the middle of the field going up against the best receiver in the NFL going over the middle of the field. So for those reasons, I'm going to double dip on C.D. Lamb, receptions and yards. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. Uh, let's get to Lions-Rams. Interesting game. Three Lions, 15 and a half, I think, is the total on this game. To me, I have a view on this game. I think the Lions are going to ground and pound the Rams in this game. Uh, I think they're going to, you know, double dip them with Gibbs and Montgomery, play action to Monroe St. Brown. Um, I, I, I just I can't get the visual of my head out of my head of Chris Olave going up against that Rams defense. And I think he caught nine or 10 passes and he could have really caught like 13 or 14. And I don't know. I, I just think Amon Russell Brown is even probably more of a skilled route runner than a lot is at this stage of their careers. And, um, I just think they're going to have difficulty covering him, especially on those play-action plays. But we'll get to player props. But I like the Lions in this game. I want to lay three with them. I think their defense has gotten their guys back. I think they're a little healthier. So I have a view on this game. I'm going to lay three points with the Lions in this game. All right. Yeah, and look, this, we talked about it. This is Matthew Stafford going back to where he started his career. Uh, they played each other a couple of years ago. Jared Goff has turned his career around after uh, a difficult finish to his Ram career. Even McVay was on an interview uh, this week was saying like, you know, he wishes it could have turned out better, but he's very happy about everything that Goff has accomplished. Goff, Goff's a good guy and and he's played well. Laporte is going to get on the field. Uh, Khalif Raymond's going to be out for the, for the Lions. Uh, I do agree with you on, on how they're going to play this game. I don't have a view on the side. I, I think it was going to be a close game, but I do have a view is I, I think this is going to be a 30 to 27, 33, 30 type game. So I'm going over. Uh, I, I bet it at 51. I believe it's up to 52, but I'm going over for the Lions and Rams today, Wiz. All righty. So uh, player props, why don't you uh, talk about any player props that you have a view on in this game. All right, you mentioned the Lion defense, so uh, I hit on my Chris Jones bet yesterday. Sacks, it was it, 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 that line had moved, but uh, Hutchinson sacks is still at zero point two five. I think he's going to be all hyped up in his first home game. Give me over zero point two five sacks for Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I think, is going to play a significant role in this game. I took over seventy six and a half total yards rushing and receiving for Jameer Gibbs. Arrested Cooper Cup, a guy who needed some rest because he was banged up at the end of the season. Wiz, um, but I don't, I don't love this Lions secondary. That's that's their Achilles heel. Uh, I know Nakua has had a marvelous season, uh, but the last time that Cooper Cup played against the Lions, I know it's a slightly different secondary. He had ten catches. I'm going over six and a half catches for Cooper Cup. Uh, and you mentioned Mr. Amon Ross St. Brown. I am taking the over on both his receptions, which was seven and a half. Uh, his yards, I got him at 88 and a half. They're up to 90 and, 90 and a half. Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm taking the over on both of those with uh, seven and a half and currently nine, 90 and a half, but I took it at 88 and a half. 
All right. So true um, transparency here. I'm strongly with you on one play and strongly against you on another play. Um, I've been noticing that Aaron Donald, um, you know, he, he's, you know, gotten a little older and he, he takes some plays off. And I, I think one of the ways to tire him out is, you know, I know Montgomery is a ground and pound guy more up the middle, but I think Jameer Gibbs brings another element to this where he really stretches the field and going to probably want to tire out that Rams defensive line. So I want to go over 11 and a half rushing attempts for Jameer Gibbs. And look, my view is the Lions are going to win this game. So if they're winning the game, I believe they'll be have time of possession and that will lend itself to Jameer Gibbs. So I want to go over 11 and a half rushing attempts for him. I'm a, I have a different view on, on Cooper Cup. I want to play under six and a half receptions, and I'll tell you why. Um, I think the Lions are going to have time of possession. That's one. Number two is I feel at this stage, as we head into this game today, Believe it or not, I just think Matt Stafford has a little bit more comfort level throwing the ball to Nakua. Um, I just think he's been out there every game this year. Cup has missed some time. That's reason number one. And the reason number two is the emergence of Demarcus Rockminson, who has now made this more of a three-man offensive passing weapon show than just a two-man of Nakua and Cup. So the emergence of Demarcus Robinson is another reason. So, look, <laughs> you're not going to make money playing against guys like Cooper Cup uh, every week, but I think this is a good spot. I think the receptions is, is pretty high at six and a half. And, uh, I, look, if I lose, you know, would I be shocked? No. But for the, all the reasons above, I think the Lions are going to win in half time of possessions. Uh, Puka Nakua and Demarcus Robinson take a lot of targets. Higby's back for the game. Kieran Williams as well. So I, I just think that line's too high. So um, I'm opposite you for uh, maybe the first time all year on a player prop. I'm under Cooper Cup six and a half receptions. Yeah, and again, I'm basing a lot of it on the fact that he's gotten a little rest, right? Kind of almost like the Kelsey mi- mindset, right? Getting into a playoff yeah. game. That's sure. kind of the way I'm leaning on it. But I think you make an excellent point because I think Demarcus Robinson, I don't think he really played last week. But I think before that, I think Demarcus Robinson scored in four or five weeks in a row. He's, he's been an emerging force on, on offense for them. Yeah, and I'm going to play him. I mean, it's a little juiced up the line, but I'm going to play over three and a half receptions on Demarcus Robinson in his game. I just feel like... People forget about it, forget forget about him, and then they watch the game, and then you see, you know, pass after pass going to Demarcus Robinson. So, um, you know, that's 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 my view on the game. But I like the Lions. I like Gibbs over rushing attempts. Uh, I like Cooper Cup on their receptions, and I like Demarcus Robinson over receptions. That's my view uh, for the game in its entirety. Yeah, let me ask you a question, Wiz, because um, this year. I mean, the Lions are an outstanding offensive line, especially their 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 rushing uh, offensive line. Um, they allowed 31 sacks for the year uh, this year, which is 1.8 sacks per game. Um, in addition to Aaron Donald, you know that Kobe Turner, who's probably 
a, a, not a household name, but he's a guy that's kind of going to be up for potentially defensive rookie of the year. Both of these guys had double-digit sacks. Um, if you had a bet on one of them, because you're getting odds for each of them, and like I said, the Lions do allow almost two sacks a game, would you have a preference of which guy would get the sack? I'm just, just kind of curious. Yeah, because you, you, when you're playing the Lions, you kind of know where Jared Goff is going to be at his release point. So with that being said, you have to figure, as good as the offensive line is for the Lions, you have to figure it'll be a few plays where Aaron Donald gets through and um, and kind of the lack of mobility of Goff and where his point, where he's going to be when he throws the ball, you kind of know exactly what his spot is going to be. So if I had a take, I would uh, take Aaron Donald. In yeah. That one. yeah, it's interesting because you're getting odds for both, right? And it's only a quarter, yeah. they only have to get a half a sack each. So I just thought it was worth noting, uh, given that you had two formidable pass rushers on, on, on this uh, on this Ram line. Yeah, well, what was the Hutchinson line? Uh, Hutchinson for... Is he like uh, half a sack or... He is a quarter of a stack, a quarter of a sack, and it's minus 120 currently. I think I did it at minus 110. Okay. Okay, yeah. And I think that's another one. We're talking about two pocket passers here, right? Like two guys that, and I just think like he is the emotional leader and I could just see, you know, you know, guys like Hutchinson, you know, he's kind of like your Max Crosby here, right? They're like, these are guys that are just making a difference. And gosh, the Detroit Lions must have been so happy when, when Jacksonville didn't take him. <laughs> just incredible. Yeah, this is going to be that that game for all the reasons the coaches, the quarterbacks, uh, you know, the, the what's happened to the Lions in some of these games this year. This game is going to be really one of the most interesting games that I've seen uh, in a while uh, leading up to a game. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's a wrap uh, on today's games. We're going to come back tomorrow morning early and uh, and tackle the the final two games. I wonder if this is successful if this is something that the NFL toys with going forward, especially if it falls on the holiday weekend. Just food for thought. We'll, we'll see what happens. But nonetheless, yeah. Mother Nature has pushed us to, to have three twin bills. Not, not, a bad way to, uh, not a bad way to start the NFL playoff season. So, uh, Guru no, and Wiz. It really works out well, yep. Yeah, Wiz, have a great time. Enjoy the games. Uh, we'll talk tomorrow. Uh, but uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Make sure you're listening. Uh, and good luck today with all the wagers, Wiz. Uh, have a great one. You do the same. Yep.